Hello and welcome to Connect Points podcast and sermon archives. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please go online to our website at connectpointupc.com or follow us on our Facebook page. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this week's message. God bless. Of his house and he trusted God to rescue him. A neighbor came by in a canoe and said, hey, the waters are going to be above your house and why don't you hop in and we'll paddle to safety. No, thank you, the man replied. I have trusted in the Lord and he will save me. Short time later, the police came by in a motorboat. and They said, the waters are going to be above your house soon. Why don't you get in and we'll take you to safety. No, thank you, replied the religious man. I have trusted in God and he will save me. The waters kept climbing and pretty soon a helicopter hovered overhead and let down a rope ladder and they said, hey, the waters will be above your head any minute. Climb the ladder and we'll take you to safety. No, thank you, replied the religious man. I have trusted in the Lord and he will save me. So the waters did come over the roof and the man drowned. And he found himself in the presence of God. And he said, God, why am I here? I prayed to you and I asked you to save me. God said, yes, and I sent you a paddle boat, I sent you a motorboat, and I sent you a helicopter, but you wouldn't get in. So many times that's our problem. We hear the truth, but we don't obey it. We, we hear the gospel, and we know that he died for me, but I do nothing about it. I don't step forward and say, hey, God, I'll take that salvation. I'll take that relationship with you. I, I'm, I'm tired of this relationship I'm in. It's not working. The things of the world are not working for me. I need something different. I need something that will change my life. God, let me get in. I pray tonight that God will stir your heart so that you will take a step of faith and you'll come to God and say, God, here I am. Let's be in a relationship. Come in my heart. Fill me with your spirit. God, I need you in my life. I take you to Acts chapter 1. I'm going to read verses 9 through 11. The Bible says, And when he had spoken these things, While they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Talking about Jesus. While they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you in the heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven." Matthew 24, verse 37 says this, But as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Hmm. You know, for many years, preacher have preached, God is coming. The Lord is returning. His return is soon. You've heard it. And just because it didn't happen a year ago, you're, you, you put it off. You're not thinking about it anymore. But the day is coming. Noah preached it for some hundred and something years. He preached, hey, there's a flood coming. You need to help me build an ark so your family can be saved. And it didn't come year after year. It didn't happen. But I'm here to tell you, if you look at the signs of the time, uh, things are wrapping up around here. The, the Bible tells us God is coming soon. So I'm here to tell you again, come on, get in. He's coming. My message tonight is, get in, he's coming. Bible says in verse 38, For as many in that day were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage, until the day everything seemed to be the same, until Noah entered the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them away. So shall the coming of the Son of Man. Oh, some people, they've heard it all their life, but they're not going to believe it until we're gone. 
They're not going to believe it until the church gets resurrected. Oh, they say, oh, they're still preaching that. They're still talking about, yes, we are. Because I have a relationship with God, and I've, his spirit talks to me, and I'm going to be ready when he comes back for his children. It says, two shall be in the field, one taken, one left. Two grinding at the mill, one taken, one left. Watch, therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. In other words, just be ready. You're not going to be perfect. None of us are. But if you keep coming to the house of God and with the children of God you worship and you keep close to God and you, and you listen and love the word of God and you'll walk with God when that day comes, perfect or not, as a child of God, he's coming for you. Hmm. Know this, that the good man of the house, would, if he had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. I'm here as a watchman on the wall tonight to tell you it is not time to let the world take you out. It is not time to let yourself slide out of the pew, out into the world, and never come back to church. It is time to get in because Jesus is coming. The Lord is coming soon, and he's coming for you. He loves you. He wants you to be in the church. He wants you to be a part. So this message tonight, I'm crying as the watchman on the wall. Get in. Jesus is coming. Father, we love you. We thank you for this night. Thank you for everything that we felt and everything you've done so far. Pray that you would speak through us, cause your word to be heard and obeyed so that people will be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Get in. Jesus is coming. Get in what? Acts 2 verse 46 says, they continued daily with one accord in the temple. Jesus told them to go and wait. And the promise would come. Breaking bread from house to house, they did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God, having favor with the people. And the Lord added to the church such as should be saved. You see, there are people that come to church. They're not really wanting to come to church. And there are some people who come to church that want a relationship with God. (laughs) I want to be one of those that I want to know him. Because when he comes back, I want him to know me. Just like the ark is a place of safety, I believe the church, the house of God, is a place of safety. It's a place where we come together. You see, some people think, I can do it on my own. You ever have someone tell you that? I don't have to go to church. I have a relationship with God for myself. Oh, sure, I believe you do. But I believe on your own, you're in trouble. The lone wolf is the one who gets killed. The lone wolf is the one who gets taken out. It's those who travel. It's those who travel together. That's why the Bible says, fail not the assembly of yourself together because there's coming a day. And if you're in the family of God, if you're in the church, if you're staying close to the presence of God, you're listening to the word of God. You're keeping in touch with God. When the cloud splits and God calls for his church, we're going to be with him. Uh, In the twinkling of an eye, the Bible said, in a moment, we're going to be with him. Those that are ready, those that are in. It's not time to get out. It's not time to give up. It's time to get in because Jesus is coming. Hmm. I thought of that old hymn we used to sing, the old ship of Zion. It is the old ship of Zion. It's the hope for the lost and dying. It's a soul saving station, tower of salvation. It's the church triumphant, O Lord, and it's built by the hands of the Lord. God started the church. God told his disciples and followers, go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise. In Acts chapter 2, God came through with the promise. 
He didn't say, I'll give you something, and then never gave it. In Acts chapter 2, the Bible said, like a rushing mighty wind, the Spirit of the Lord entered the upper room where they were waiting, and they all were filled with the Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It fell on them as they were sitting there waiting because they were ready, and they were in the house of God. That song says, talking about a church in the book of Revelation, if we're ever living in Revelation, it's our day. And you might have heard that before, but you ought to be smart enough just by listening to the news or reading paper. I don't like to listen to the news, by the way. I don't listen to much. This is the news I want to hear. This is the good news. I don't want to hear about destruction. I don't want to hear about neighbor hating neighbor, race hating race, all the things of the world. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta believe in this, and you gotta according to the world, you gotta believe all this craziness that goes against nature. Ah, no, I don't want to hear all that junk. I want to hear thus saith the word of God because God sets everything right. God makes relationships right. God touches people. God causes us to love each other, not hate each other. He causes peace and joy with one another. He causes us to be honest with each other. He causes us to have right relationship with each other. Why? Because we're in the house of God. We're in the church. I'm in. I'm so glad tonight I'm in the church. It's time to get in. Jesus is coming. Bible, that song said it's built on a rock. Jesus, the firm foundation. Uh, the Old Testament said they, they were building the temple and they couldn't find a place. There was one rock they just couldn't find a place for. Uh, but the temple, it wasn't quite secure. It, it wasn't steady. What they found out was that one rock was the stone that everything went off of. They slid that into place and everything came. You see, if your life is in tumult tonight, if things are going crazy and you don't know what to do, I'm here to tell you, the rock is in the house. The Holy Ghost is here. The Spirit of God is here. And he can make it right. He can set your life right. Oh, the house of God is a special place. It's been through storms, but the wind couldn't turn out. I got a faithful saint in the house of God who says, oh yeah, I've gone through some stuff, but the enemy didn't take me out. I'm still here. I'm, I'm here. I'm not going out. I'm staying here. Uh, oh, it's been through the fire, but the fire couldn't burn it. Oh yeah, the enemy tried to consume me. The enemy came at me. Oh, he tried to burn me up, but I showed God. I got the church. I prayed. I worshiped, and God took me out of the fire. Been fed to the lions, and the lions couldn't eat it. Oh, Daniel, he stood for Jesus. He stood for God. He said, hey, throw me in the lion's den, but I'm going to pray. I have a relationship with God. Lions might eat me, and they might not, and they didn't. Because more times than not, God's going to step in and deliver you. Whew. I'm glad I'm a part of the church tonight. So thankful to be in the church. Jesus said of our society, Matthew 24, verse 37, as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Paul said of our day in 2 Timothy 3, verse 1, this know also that the last days perilous times shall come. I don't know if I've seen a worse time. I, I went through 9-11. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe what my eyes were seeing. Devastation. Some of you a little older than me, you went through some wars. Vietnam and all the brothers and sisters that died in that war. And you might have thought it can't get any worse, but I'm here to tell you today, in my opinion, it's worse than it's ever been. 
There's an attack on the Christian family. There's an attack on family, period. There's, a, there's so many attacks coming out of every which way. They want to they take everything we have. Yeah. The Bible says men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers. Anybody ever falsely accuse you of something? That don't feel good, does it? It's not right. Fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high mind, lovers of pleasure. I've been guilty of that. Enjoying the pleasures of life more than my walk with God. God, don't let me get comfortable in that place. Don't let, don't let the comforts and don't let the enjoyment and don't let the ball game and don't let a movie or don't let some other thing, don't let it take me out of the house. Don't let it keep me from where I need to be, God. Lord, I don't, want, I don't need what the world's got. I know where I want to be in eternity. I want to be with Jesus. Oh, when God sends it, oh, when God comes for me, I've got to be ready. It's not time to get out. It's time to get in because Jesus is coming. Paul said in 1 Timothy 4, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in latter times some shall depart from faith, heeding, giving heed to seducing spirits. I don't know about you. i got loved ones who know this truth. I've got loved ones who had a relationship with God, and the enemy has seduced them away from the presence in the family and the house of God. <laughs> Doctrines of devils. The devil has no power, man. The Bible says sin is pleasurable for a season. You know it's true. Every one of us has had a habit at one time or another that we thought was cool. We thought, oh, that's neat. Let's let's do, you know, all the little boys in in grade school, they find a cigarette. They all want to take a puff on it. They think it's real cool, man. It ain't cool when you're at the hospital with a tracheotomy in your throat because your lungs are done. You see, sin is pleasurable for a season. And then it's hard. The devil, he has nothing for you. All he has is pain, hurt, and sorrow. And if you're here tonight and he's got you, if you're here tonight and he's got his tentacles wrapped around you, I'm here to tell you, you're in the right place. Uh, the church, get in. Uh, it's time to come to God and say, Lord, set me free. I, I repent of my sin. I give my life to you. God, I, I don't want to live the way I've been living. I'm ready to change. I'm ready for something to happen. What the world calls great is not great. Verse 2 says, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. I can't understand some of these things that men and women are doing. They've got to have a seared conscience. Greed. One thing's a certain way, and they don't care if they sacrifice their children on the altar of that sin. On the altar of that silly, crazy idea. Verse 3 says, forbidding to marry. <laughs> a lot of people, more people than ever are not married. The Bible says marriage is an institution God put together. Because it's a good thing. God bless it. Forbidding to Commanding to abstain from meat. I love you vegans, but thank you, Jesus. God didn't tell me I have to abstain from meat. I like, I like that steak I ate this afternoon. 
said, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know. You see, there's a thing. There's a way. There's a way to live. The word tells us. And if you'll get in the word, if you'll give your life to the word, before God ever became a man, it was a thought that became a word. And the word was written down. And the word gives us a plan for life. It tells us how we can enjoy life. It tells us how we can really live. 2 Timothy 4, 3 says, For the, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Oh, just tell me something new. Give me some new way. There's nothing wrong with the old way. It says they shall turn away their ears from truth. God, don't let me believe a lie. The Bible says you can believe a lie and be damned. It shall be turned unto fables. The enemy is a liar. He's a liar. And if you're in the church, but you're not in the church, if you're here tonight and you just hear, but you haven't let God touch you in a while, you haven't let the Spirit of God move on you in a while, it's time to get in the church because Jesus is coming. Jesus told a parable in Matthew verse, chapter 25, verse 10. He told a parable. I'm just going to paraphrase it. Ten virgins. What's a virgin? Someone that's pure. You see, the beauty of God, we're all, David said, I was born in sin, shaped in iniquity. But the beauty of a relationship with God is he makes you new. When you come to him and you repent of your sin and you get baptized and you get your heavenly father's name in baptism and you come up from that water, you become a new creature. The old man was buried and a new man comes to life and you receive the spirit of your heavenly father. The Bible says God is a spirit. When I receive his spirit, I am one of his. I'm a child of God. That purifies you. God sees you as clean. He doesn't see your sin anymore. So he said there were ten virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. They were all waiting. They'd all heard that the rapture was coming. They'd all heard that Jesus was going to come back someday. So they were all waiting. The Bible says five were wise and five were foolish. The wise had oil in their lamp. You see, your fire cannot burn. You have no power Without the light. My sister talked about it in worship tonight. Jesus is the light. The Holy Spirit is Jesus in you. It is the light of God in you. And without his presence, there's nothing to burn. A lamp will not burn without some oil in it. The Spirit of God is the oil. It's the power of God in me that causes me to be a light to my world. So some of them had it. Five of them had let the oil run out. They stop paying attention to their relationship with God. That's why I'm preaching, get in. Jesus is coming. Because I don't want you to be one of those that lets the oil of God's spirit leak out of your life. Bible says the cry went out. The bridegroom comes. They all got up and they trimmed their lamp. And the five who had oil, their, their fire burned hot. But those who did not couldn't start a fire. They didn't have, they turned to the others and said, give us some of your oil. The bridegroom's coming, and they said, not so, lest it take a while. It might be a minute before he gets here. 
See, tradition in the Jewish day is a young man would patrol himself to a lady and he would go and build a place for him. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. He's coming back someday, and I'm going to be ready. I'm going to keep the spirit alive in my, I'm going to be in the church. I'm going to be a part of the family of God. I've got my mind made up. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to stay in. The Bible says, they said, no, go buy some. Hurry back. So when they went off to buy, as they were gone, the Bible says the bridegroom came, and those that were ready went in with him, and he shut the door. I read the scripture that says, as the days of Noah. The tragedy of Noah's day was God said, get in the ark, and no one but Noah and his family were paying attention. See, the tragedy of this story is that the end of the story, it says how the afterward, verse 11, afterward came also the virgin saying, Lord, Lord, open up to us. But he answered and said, verily or truly I say unto you, I know you not. The Bible says, watch therefore, for you know neither the day or the hour. You see a lot of people, because they don't know exactly when, they let themselves go out into the world. They stop staying close to God. They stop coming and being and in the presence of God and stop being strengthened by the Spirit of God and the power of God. And there's going to come a day. I can't imagine being Noah, hearing my family beat on the side of the ark. Noah! Let me in. No, the water's above my waist. My children are going to drown. I'm going to drown. Let us in, Noah. And Noah had to say, God, shut the door. I can't, I can't shut the door. I can't open the door. God, shut. When they came and said, hey, let us in. The voice came back. I don't know you. Depart. Oh, on that day, I want you to be ready. On that day, I want you to be saved. I want you to know. When the cry goes out, I want you to know. Why do we get in? Let's talk about when. 2 Corinthians 6, says, for God said, at the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Why does the enemy always tell you, oh, wait till tomorrow? Yeah, yeah it'll be better tomorrow. I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling it tonight, Pastor. I, I don't feel like stepping forward tonight. I, I feel kind of weird. I, I'm, I'm going to wait. Why? That's because the enemy wants you with him. And he knows he's not going to heaven. He's going to hell. And so he gets you to wait another day. And he's going to keep telling you, wait another day, wait another day, until the bridegroom comes and you get left. But I'm here to say, the Bible says, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Now let's talk about how. On the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit of God was poured out on those who obeyed Jesus, he said, go and wait for the promise. And the Bible says the Spirit came and it filled all of them. And they were, they were happy and they were joyous, kind of like we were in worship tonight. They were partying a little bit. <laughs> you might think that we're a little bit crazy. No, we're feeling the Spirit of God. We're feeling something you might not have felt yet. But if you worship Him, you can feel Him too. If you open up to Him, you can feel God is a Spirit. 
You don't see spirit, you feel the spirit. And when you worship God, the spirit comes and moves on you and you get a blessing and you get that touch from God. So they got out in the streets and they were happy and they were worshiping. And those that were around, they said, what's going on here? Some of them said, oh, they're just drunk. No. Peter said, they're not drunk like you think. They're drunk like the, the prophet Joel said. God said, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. That's what's happened here today. He began to preach to them. He said, you took the life of the Messiah. Oh, you remember Jesus? The one you put on the cross? Think about it. What did he really do wrong? You let the religious leaders incite you to cry, crucify, crucify. But did he really deserve it? Is healing somebody of blindness? Is that wrong? Is healing somebody of lameness? Causing them to walk, is that wrong? Is, is healing someone who was dead, bringing them back, to, is that wrong? No. You took the life of Messiah. And as he preached it, verse 36 of Acts chapter 2, he said, Let the house of Israel know, assuredly, God hath made this same Jesus, both Lord, who you crucified, both Lord and Christ. And the Bible says, then when they heard the message, and they realized what they'd done. They were struck to their heart. They were pricked to their heart. And they said to Peter and the apostles, what, what do we do? You want to know how to get in? Peter preached it. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Peter stood before them and he preached and he said, repent. Who else preached repentance? John the Baptist preached repentance. The forerunner of Christ, he was trying to get them ready then. He preached repentance. Repent. The one is the Messiah is coming. It's time to repent. Jesus preached repentance. He wanted you to be, he didn't want to wait. When he wanted to come in your heart, he wanted you to be ready. And the man of God in Acts chapter 2 said, Repent. First step of salvation is realize who you are and who he is. I'm a sinner and I need him. And the way to him is to admit, please forgive me. You don't have to beg God. God's been waiting all along for you to say, come in my heart. Come in my, he's been waiting for you to just say, I know I've made mistakes. I know I'm a sinner. Could you forgive me? Could you love me? Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. There's a, re there's a reason you get baptized in the name of Jesus. Jesus said it in Matthew 28, 19. Jesus said, go ye therefore in all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. So that name belongs to the Father, the Son, and the Spirit because God is our creator, our Father. He became the Son of Man and he died on the tree for us and he is the Spirit that comes, the Holy Ghost. There's no one holy but God. His Spirit comes to live in our heart and makes us his children and fills us with his power and his Spirit. Repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and the promises to everyone. The promises to you, your children, and to all that are far off. John 14, verse 1, Jesus said this. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. 
that where I am, there you may be also. Stand with me tonight if you would. The message is, get in. Get in. Won't you get in? Jesus is coming. He's coming. Don't do it for me. Do it for him. Do it because he loved you enough that if you were the only person that's in this building tonight, he would have gone to the cross for you. He did it for you and you and you. and He did it for me. But if I was the only one, I know in my heart he would have done it for me. He loves you. He paid the price for your salvation. He paid the price for your freedom. And if you'll come to him tonight, he'll set you free. If you'll obey his word, he'll set you free. Close your eyes. Let's talk to him for a moment. Father, thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Remember, if you would like to find out more information about our church or to contact us, please go online at connectpointupc.com. And also don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you will be automatically notified of new episodes. Thank you and we hope you have a great week. Thank you.